0: We're both eating... Uh, what are you eating, Mike? Oh,
1: banana bread as well. <laughs> Old loaf.
0: Old loaf. I'm it's having some banana loaf. bread.
1: I, I didn't even bother to cut it up. Like, for <laughs> people that can't see what's happening right now, I have literally mm-hmm. a wrinkled pan of uh, fundraiser banana bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great.
0: <laughs> so, um, welcome to Nicholas Caged. Um, or sh- should we... You know, I'm not sure if this is going to go up on what we stream or on another uh, channel, but maybe, mm-hmm. maybe both. I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll see. And um, uh, so Mike and I were thinking, like, hey, let's do a podcast because we kind of miss doing it, and uh, mm-hmm. um, so we were like, let's focus on one guy and that guy being Nicolas Cage, uh, which we we're both mm-hmm. kind of awed by, and uh. Yeah. horrified at the same time sometimes it,
1: but mostly it, no, it i
0: love this guy um and what he does
1: <laughs> in movies yeah. well i mean like he's not getting any less popular like yeah. it's, it's funny too like um i actually you know, where i work there are uh kids and co-workers they play a lot of like dead by daylight
0: mm-hmm. and
1: now he's a character so yeah that like, was well, kind of a big topic of conversation the other day like, but the, what is it
0: don't you love like i i love when they show up like you know they're they'll show the game on some stage yeah. or like the game awards or whatever and then uh like they'll bring up an actor and have the actors have never played a, a game in their lives and they're like yeah this yeah. game is uh it, is great um yeah. <laughs> it's cool <laughs> and I'm in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, they just did the motion capture and just like skedaddled basically. Yeah,
0: yeah, essentially. So uh I'm like yeah, it's great. Uh, but yeah, so uh yeah, I think like he's he's gained cuz like Nicolas Cage was I think at at his height what like around The Rock maybe. Like uh, Yeah. And then he sort of disappeared at some point. But he was still doing a lot of movies in the background that I think didn't really go mainstream. And then, like, becoming... I think Mandy was the big turning point for him. or Yeah. Well, I I
1: noticed, like, when all his weird movies came out, like, he he claimed he did those for the money at the time. Like, there was a specific reason. Like, when, when it was, like, The Wicker Man and Season of the Witch and Drive Angry or whatever, it was like this era and but it's like those were the movies that built up his new image and i think that's why he's been able to last so long it's like if you really think about it he's at a every 10 years or so he has a new reputation Mm -hmm. and only recently he's kind of like the b movie guy yeah but now he's doing like a-list versions of those b movies yeah (laughs) so it's a so so it's weird it's like he never really went away but uh the movie we're gonna talk about it surprised me because it reminds me that he's still good if he plays something straight Mm -hmm. like uh yeah and we'll we'll get into this movie soon but it's like yeah no it's like he can still play things straight and do a pretty good job Mm -hmm. and it's like moments when you don't realize it like actually one of the first movies i remember seeing him wasn't even a weird movie i think it was called like the family man or something it was like him and don cheeto yeah no that was the that was the first movie i remember seeing nicholas cage in so i never really thought of him like as a weird guy mm-hmm. and then he just had this string of movies and then like he almost played into it by almost purposely going into weird movies because like if you think about it his late 2000s movies weren't meant to be weird it just ended up being so b-movie like almost so bad that it ended up being like yeah that it, it. i don't know if nowadays standards would consider it bad but it was very like b-movie-ish and it just ended up being that way and then later on he just purposely chose those kinds of movies like willie's wonderland and yeah um Prisoners of the Ghostland. I don't know if that's a serious movie or not, but it's um No idea. Basically Renfield is like a movie that I thought he would um I thought that like he would play up play it up and ham ham it up, but and he does. But the movie itself is a lot it's played a lot straighter than I thought it would. Mm -hmm. So if you you want to introduce the movie we were just oh yeah yeah if you want to bring up the movie we're gonna talk about yeah (laughs)
0: so uh we're talking about renfield uh came out earlier this year um and it's kind of i've heard like because i think um the guy who did like the walking dead was one of the producers on it
1: um yeah robert kirkman
0: yeah robert kirkman like he said like they were looking for a twist on like the dracula story and uh mm-hmm. so like the whole movie is told uh like the main character is renfield who like usually is kind of like a non-entity in these movies like he's he's just like a weirdo in the background who laughs weirdly or you know like in the herzog uh <laughs> version where he just goes like hey <laughs> but uh but he's usually like because it's usually what dracula uh, the lawyer guy called uh jonathan harker and whoever else is there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Renfield is usually, like, Jonathan Harker's boss. But in this case, like I think they just completed a bunch of characters together and they made, like, Renfield, played by uh, Nicholas Holt, who, like, isn't this, like, the second movie he's played where he's, like, undead? Like, didn't he play, like, a zombie yeah. in a movie a while ago?
1: I forgot what it was called. It was, like, a romantic comedy. It was what, yeah. It was around the time, like, Scott Pilgrim came out. It was, like, there, there. I remember there was a string of movies where, like, meat cute indie comics yeah. Yeah. were, like, kind of getting adapted. Yeah, a,
0: Warm Bodies, it was called. Warm Bodies, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. But it's, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Did, didn't it come out at the same time as, like, Shaun of the Dead, maybe, as well? Like,
1: I feel I think like it was a little later than Shaun a of a the later. Dead, but... But but it was like it was around that time of like scary with a twist kind of thing, like something scary right. with a cute twist. Like right. Shaun of the right. Dead is like office guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's really funny how they framed the whole story around like this being like, I mean, Renfield, like the whole movie is about Renfield being in a toxic relationship with his boss, Dracula. Yeah. And they yeah. come up with all the same themes and it's like uh, as you would like if you're talking about like a toxic relationship and he goes to a self help yeah. group and yeah. like he says, I need to get out of a toxic relationship and you yeah. know and, and it's really funny. And I think like Nicolas Cage's Dracula was the casting I never knew like I wanted. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well that was kind of the selling point of this movie, if you really think about right? it. It was that, but then what surprised me is that he played dracula straight for the most part yeah In a weird yeah, movie this part. kind of reminded me that Nicolas cage is a good actor well, he like is. he'll take he'll take the movies that are supposed to be serious and make it hammy and weird and the ones that are hammy and weird you'll watch and you go oh yeah he knows what he's doing <laughs> I forgot.
0: well it's that like, i feel like he just does like when he does like you know quote unquote weird stuff he's really doing it on purpose like uh it's not yeah. like Uh, I think he just can not help himself. Like there are some moments where like, even in this movie, he'll be like, uh, he has this idea of like ruling the world and he goes like, I want to rule
1: the world. Woo. You know? (laughs) Or that (laughs) one part or like, like like, sometimes they call me uh, the Lord of Death or something like that. (laughs) They call me the Prince of Darkness or the Lord of Death. Shh. (laughs) <laughs> okay so i don't think we um uh really explained what this movie was or what it was about so if you want to take it from here I, I,
0: yes yes so we're talking about renfield was released this year uh 2023 and um uh, like it starred uh nicholas holt uh who uh, like my favorite part that he's played was in mad max to be honest with you I know like yeah, he, he's yeah. in all the X-Men or like the young version of the X-Men and whatever, yeah. but yeah, and uh, and also like the main subject of like our podcast is like Nicolas Cage who plays Dracula, and like it's really framed around uh, them being in a toxic relationship and like Renfield even goes to like one of those self-help groups although at first like he goes there to scout like victims for Dracula. <laughs> That's why he goes there. But like he just, he really gets into it and it's really funny. And I feel like, <clears throat> like, uh, Nicolas Cage's Dracula is the casting that I didn't know I, I needed. And, and it's really funny. And like, uh, I think something that was really funny is just like, um, you know how he i kind of lost my train of thought there but go ahead i can't remember
1: i <laughs> uh, no! it's like um so yeah no when the movie was first announced uh the big selling point was it's a different take on dracula because uh every few years the universal tries to redo dracula there's the luke mm-hmm. evans one and yeah. then there was the um there, there was another one kind of thing there there was another recent like dracula movie oh yeah and then there was that last voyage, voyage of, of the demeter the demeter there was that one and that 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 one we just mentioned just came out a few months ago but mm-hmm. back in march they had renfield and um oh yeah and they had like a version of dracula that they were trying to make happen for the uh dark universe and if you don't remember, that was um, that was um, Universal's attempt. Yeah, Universal's attempt at having a, an MCU of their own. So uh, oh I bad. forgot. I forgot who was trying to who was supposed to be Dracula for the Dark Universe. It was like Javier Bardem was supposed to be Frankenstein, and Angelina Jolie was Bride of Frankenstein. Everything else, I really don't remember. <laughs>
0: Well, it's like even Tom Cruise couldn't save that. Uh, no, <laughs> that universe, and he did the first movie, right? It was like, yeah, dude.
1: I, I actually, that. I actually forget if I've seen that movie or not. It was that's kind of that's kind of a bad thing if you really think right. about it. I I forget if I've seen the Tom Cruise Mummy because it just like, kind of.
0: I don't know. I I mean, I saw it, and the only scenes that I remember. Where the, uh, when you see like uh, Russell Crowe's uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. And I thought that was like the standout moment for me in that movie. Yeah. And everything else is just like, just like melted into nothingness.
1: And no, I will br- say, I will <laughs> say, yeah, that's the only part I remember too was uh, when you, when Mr. Hyde is coming out and they have to like yeah. lock everyone in. And it yeah. kind of, it kind of made me wish that, you know, it they didn't just try to make this a walk through the universe. If it was just a straight up Russell Crow as a Lex Luthor type, as Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, and that was the whole movie, to me yeah. that would have worked. But they didn't do that. But um, I mean, they should have just
0: separated it. You know, it's kind yeah. of like yeah, okay, uh, this guy's here, and uh, you don't know who he is. They could have just given him like a a pseudonym or something like Mister J. You know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that one's already taken, <laughs> Mister yeah, J. Yeah,
0: you don't want to meet Mister H. Put put in Mr. J, Mister J. But uh, uh, actually, wouldn't Nicolas Cage do a good Choker?
1: <laughs> too good. Too no, Actually, they,
0: they did try to do a Superman with him.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they brought back. I didn't uh, in the flash. I mean, the was flash. Really weird. Do you see that? You know. I, I I skipped to the end. I just wanted to see the Nicholas Cage Superman, but then I, I don't. The
0: CGI is really bad, but I oh, think man. I don't know.
1: Yeah. yeah, shout out to CGI workers, you guys. You guys, you guys are uh, kind of, whew, you guys have a lot to do.
0: <laughs> they're worked to the bone, and then you, they're yeah. like, yeah, just do a whole movie, and it's all CGI. Yeah. <laughs> And Then when we filmed it, we never actually asked you what kind of shots you needed. So it'll take double time for you guys. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> impress us. Just make something.
0: Impress us. We made your heart
1: extra hard. <laughs> but um yeah, no, Renfield. Um I I liked this take on it because like when it was when Renfield was announced, the whole hook was Nicolas Cage's <laughs> Dracula. And yeah. it's more of a comedy because Chris yeah. McKay is more known for like comedies. I think he was one of the guys that did like Robot Chicken or he did mm-hmm. like, I think he did a Lego movie. I think he did. Yeah. Or one of one of the Lego movies. Well, then like,
0: I mean, he did do, I mean, Kick-Ass could be like seen as like a funny thing.
1: Yeah. It? but it's, but But it's more so like. I think what made this a twist was that like something like kick-ass is like straight up, maybe until the end. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, it's a parody and stuff, but Renfield played things just so much more straight than I thought they would. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was still a comedy. It was still funny, but um, it reminded me a lot of this other movie I saw in Peacock recently, a uh, strays where right. it's the talking dog. It's the talking dog movie with Jamie Foxx and Will Ferrell as talking dog. It's the R rated one. But the theme is exactly the same like there's a theme going around about toxic relationships apparently that's kind of a big topic now especially in like movies especially in movies i would say that's kind of like a consistent theme that's starting to like because i don't think it was really tackled that much on a mainstream level now that i think about it so now you have all these movies coming out that are, are about toxic relationships basically right It's like there's uh, always,
0: I mean, there always is one, but like in the background, or like you know, like you'll
1: have a cop movie, and then one
0: of the cops is like abusive or something, but he's not the main cop. You know what I mean? Or like, not everyone's
1: perfect, and they just go back to normal, basically. Right, and then it's
0: like, well, I'll help you leave him, and then the guy's like, you let her leave without me, and then you know,
1: (laughs) move on. Yeah, I don't know
0: why I made it sound like that, but
1: (laughs) Mary, don't leave me. Mary turned him into all James Stewart. Hey, wait a minute. You, you guys told me
0: that she'd be here. <laughs> What's the name of the angel? And uh, was it Maurice it or Maurice? Cecil I was what? about to say, a name like John. that. John, John, Johnny Paul. boy, Johnny boy. <laughs> I made a wish, and he said that Mary would be there
1: forever. What a pickle. What a pickle! She, <laughs> she, she ain't here, bitches. Where the fuck is she? What a pickle! What a pickle and a hot dog, pickle. same time. <laughs> <laughs> what a pickle eater this is! What a pickle
0: eater, but oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> <What are> we- <laughs> I miss this. I miss this. Uh, you know, I missed this. Yes, I miss. I miss the banter. Yes. <clears throat> I miss the banter. The silly. I, the silly impressions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> Yes, I mean okay. So there, there are other uh, the casting in this movie apart from Nicolas Cage and Nicholas Holt. Wow, they both have first same same first name. Yes. Nick Nick Holt, Nicolas Holt, Holt, Holt and Cage, Cage yes. and Holt. <laughs> the new cop movie about an abusive relationship. Uh, but... <laughs> but
1: there's, a okay. there's a vampire. Here's the hook. Oh, by the way, too. Okay, before you go into your point, um, yeah, just, just, just real quick, like. So okay, right on point. Me and me and Ali were watching Everybody Loves Raymond like Mm -hmm. the past few nights. Like I don't know, we've just been binging it because like it's all of a sudden really relatable, and we're kind of like, what happened to when movies and TV shows didn't need like a hook? It's kind Mm -hmm. of like it's like everything now is like eh, it's a police drama, and all of a sudden there's a werewolf, and then oh it's like a character comedy, and then and then Chucky's there you know it's like everything is yeah. like the characters are fine and then or like american born chinese where it's like oh this is growing up asian american in america and then there's the monkey king and it's like okay <laughs> you have to like, it's like you don't need that just like just let me watch people just do it. people shit but i guess for this movie it worked I, but right. I, I still have like the gripe that everything needs like a big hook now but continue
0: yeah well i guess it's like um uh... What was his name? Bill Hader talked about that when he was talking about uh, Barry, and he yeah. was like, "Yeah, I want every episode to be like, how do you explain it to your friends? You know, it's like, and do you mention Barry? Do you mention Fuchs or whatever? Yeah, and uh, and it's like, yeah, it's a it's a movie about blah blah blah, and then disaster struck a vampire, you know, <laughs> and uh, so like there, I feel like maybe that's just a way. People in that industry kind of think nowadays. It's just like, yeah, you need a hook to get people interested because otherwise, like, yeah, it's about Asian immigrants in San Francisco.
1: Yeah. And they're um, like, okay,
0: what else? Like, well, they do stuff. They, you know, they live, they work, they,
1: they try like, to make it. You know, it's like, it's like we're gonna go against <laughs> all stereotypes, and then there's kung fu in the locker room. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and they
0: all know kung fu.
1: <laughs> and they all know kung fu out of nowhere. <laughs> it's like i don't like being looked at like asian and then all of a sudden everything comes out and michelle yo shows up out of nowhere i'm like what the yeah. fuck i mean i mean it's it's, it's a good show american Boy chinese but it's like i was getting really into the character stuff before mm-hmm. they just switch. But, but whatever it was based on the graphic novel so you can't really do much around it so.
0: I, yeah i mean but that's what usually keeps me interested it's like what's the like you'll have the hook that's like, yeah, it's a werewolf, and then you're like, yeah. but how does he feel? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just miss. What shows. Like- I-, I just miss shows that are just like people doing life shit kind of shows. But it's like, anyway, let's just go back to like Renfield. So,
0: oh yeah, sorry. So uh, there are some other big names in this movie, like uh, Aquafina, mm-hmm. uh, and um, the guy who's always in like every single comedy ever. Was he in Parks and Rec? Like, he was in Parks and Rec. He was. Played, uh, he always plays an asshole. Yeah, uh, Ben Schwartz.
1: <laughs> that's him. That's the guy. Yeah.
0: And then you have I can't pronounce her name, but uh, she plays Ben Schwartz's
1: mom, who's like the head of the mob or something. I think she was in an X Men movie. She was like a was doctor X-Men? that got killed, or like that's the first place. I Think it. I, I saw her. And I was uh, like, hey. She was like an
0: X Men the City reboot. You she's know, like a or scientist like, that got killed or something.
1: All right, let me Yeah, let it out. yeah.
0: I think she's in The Expanse. I think.
1: So uh, she's like a sci-fi just oh, oh person. Yeah,
0: and she's the voice of one of the assassins in the latest Assassin's Creed game, like Assassin's Creed Mirage. Yeah. I
1: think,
0: uh, but it's funny because like I actually I always thought her voice was that gruff, you know, because she she talks like this, you know, and. And she's like, what are you doing with my drugs?" You know, stuff like that. And uh, but then, like, you actually see her in that Sex in the City reboot. What was it called? Like, and then blah. I can't remember what it's called. There, yeah. There's like the usual thing that Sarah Jessica Parker says in that TV show. Yeah. And just like that. Yeah. Oh,
1: that 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 thing. Yeah. And That's just something. like that. That was, that there, that was the name she- of the reboot
0: yeah and then she doesn't sound at all like i i think the gruff voice i thought that was her real voice but it's not her real voice it's just she's really good at changing her voice but i don't know that was like my my personal thing i was like what like her her voice is so high
1: (laughs) yeah oh i was right uh x-men the last stand there you go right that that was the last stand.
0: but um yeah so i feel like all the other characters are kind of like, just there. I don't know why, but, but, you know. It
1: was was almost like a black box theater play, where there were just, like, four, five main characters, and everybody else is just, like, fill in. But, like, I I could, in a weird way, I could see this movie, other than the action parts, done on, like, a small theater stage with, like, a small cast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was not an ensemble. It was, like, a theater group, I guess. (laughs) Almost.
0: But yeah, I mean, it's like, he, just like the, the scene with, uh, you know, when they're in their therapy session, you know, and they're just talking about, like, you know, how they're in toxic relationships and everything. And oh, just, man. I feel like those scenes are the funniest to me. And, you know, yeah, especially okay. like the therapist. And he's like, you know, uh, it's like, well, what would you do? What would happen if you ignored Dracula? It's like, he yeah. won't grow to full power. Yes, he won't grow to It's weird that you're... <laughs> said it like that but yes I, I i think
1: he stole the show
0: he told it's me like so.
1: he reminds me a little of like little girl howary in get out where yeah. he's like the what is it like the, the the proxy for like the audience right right like he's kind of that character like wow this is weird what's your guys' problem but i'm gonna stay positive about it he's like a proxy for the rest of us <laughs> yeah. this guy's called
0: uh the actor is called brandon scott jones and yeah he he Just like, it's so, yeah, he restole the show and it's like, you know, and every time, uh, but I love how there's like that old guy at the back who's like, and he controls rats. And I'm like, no. (laughs) like yeah don't worry about him he just had some frooms
1: Uh, i I just thought it was funny because like okay we're gonna spoil the movie but not really okay we're gonna spoil it now okay yeah everybody stop listening if you don't want to hear spoilers and just come back in like two minutes i mean i mean technically i I just want to
0: talk about the not many people saw this movie so we're definitely going to spoil it for a bunch of people (laughs)
1: well that's the thing i think not a lot of people but it's kind of building and i think that's like
0: I think, I think that's,
1: that's the the goal of most enough. movies now, because not a lot of people saw it in theaters, but it's doing, it's making its rounds on the streaming services now. It started yeah. on Peacock, it's at Prime Video, it's going yeah. to be on Netflix at some point, and it's going to go Hulu, whatever. But there's so many go good circles. movies
0: that have yeah. not done well, like money wise, yeah. this year, and yeah. um, like. You know, I mean, I haven't been to the movies that much. I, I mean, the, one of the movies that I saw and that I liked, but I'm sure a lot of people didn't was um, Insidious, The Red Door, just because I wanted yeah. to see how that story ended, because I, I yeah. was watching it on, um, I think it was on Max, like the first two movies. And yeah. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. There, there's so many movies that are quirky and fun like this one. And yeah. I guess they just don't attract like enough people. <laughs> and it was also kind of r-rated like all the blood. maybe the r-rating didn't didn't help it
1: yeah but i i see it building though because like i would say the blood wise like i've been watching the chucky show which is on like regular cable tv it's on sci-fi it's on usa and like the blood and gore in that is like borderline like terrifier terrifier too right and it's on just like regular ass like commercial tv basically so it's um so it's like when I watched Renfield, it was like a lot of blood, but it's almost it was almost so over the top that I'm like, I, yeah. I it's like I notice nowadays for movies like the what's considered explicit and what's not. It's kind of changing. <laughs> like there's a lot of things you can't say in movies in, anymore, but there's a lot more that you can show because if you say yeah. certain things, you know, <laughs> you, you'll it'll have an uproar. But in terms of like, you know, nudity and gore and stuff, it's like have at it and it's almost like so over the top that it's like we wouldn't really consider it it's like when i watch the chucky show every time somebody dies it's like it clearly looks like like somebody got a party city mask of a head or something you know (laughs) and then like does and then like the most recent episode uh i'm just gonna spoil it whatever uh kenan thompson is like an uber driver that gets killed by an umbrella by chucky But Mm -hmm. when it gets to the part of him getting killed, it's like so clear that it's like a sandbag designed to look like him. (laughs) That's just like, this is like, ah, fuck it. You know what
0: I mean? You know, I feel like if they had done it that way in Renfield, I would have, I might've enjoyed it more, actually, if it was that old. Like that would actually have been like, because there's a lot of scenes where uh, he'll like rip people's arms off and then like stab someone else with it you know stuff like that and then I was like well it's like and then you see all the blood is like super fake and it's all cgi
1: yeah
0: and you know it's fake uh but I feel like if it had been more I guess like with 1970s technology in terms of cgi I guess or special effects not cgi but uh it might have been more fun but but or just like maybe critics would have liked it more I don't know but yeah, I, I misunderstand critics these days. So I just don't get it. But
1: yeah, but the funny thing about like Reveal is that I thought that the trailers spoiled the best part a lot. Like when he's mm-hmm. at the the um the anonymous. What is it? Yeah, the yeah, toxic yeah. The toxic, uh, yeah, yeah. Toxic relationship. Yeah, yeah. And like, when when, he, when he's there, I thought they spoiled it right. But yeah. To me, the twist now watching the movie and spoilers is that everyone's alive at the end because of Jack's yeah. blood. And the, the therapist is the same exact guy, like, wow, we're alive. How the fuck did we get here? I guess Dracula's yeah. blood or something, but we're here, yeah. yay. It's like- no, it's
0: like, it's like thank you, Renfield, for bringing us back. And, you know, we've seen things that we cannot see <laughs> yeah. and know yeah. things that we cannot know. And then he just yeah. goes quiet for a
1: second. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well, nice meeting, guys. <laughs> Dude, if they bring back the dark universe, I want him to be, like, the tying. You know how there's, like, a Nick Fury in every mm-hmm. universe? It's the, oh, like yeah, a yeah. type. i want him to be the one like Frankenstein wow yeah. what the hell is this holy yeah. shit you're invisible or something Dude, like he should
0: do like every self-help group and it's like toxic yeah. relationships uh alcoholics anonymous yeah then uh, drug uh, anonymous yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and every monster is in a different like
1: yeah exactly <laughs> it's like you're a werewolf well, screw this. We're leaving.
0: <laughs> like werewolf is a is a chain smoker, so he has to go yeah. to like. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> I set my fur on fire because of the cigarettes. I can't do this anymore. But yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, I feel like, I this year to me felt like a good year for horror movies like in general and and yeah. this was one of those and but yeah I, I don't know like i i tend not to enjoy gore unless it's tied to something else right so like yeah. if it's gore for gore's sake i don't really enjoy it yeah. but if it's like
1: uh yeah like
0: a comedy horror yeah. or yeah something that keeps it going like you know it's like
1: uh, <laughs> There's a certain yeah. level of like over the top gore that I enjoy. It's kind of why I like sort of liked Terrifier, Terrifier 2. It's like yeah. to me, the general rule, if it's like if it looks stupid, it's supposed to be stupid. Yeah. And I like and to me, over-the-top gore reminds me of like when you're like a little kid with like a camera and you're trying to make your own like action movies in the back and you're like, oh my God, I'm bleeding. And you like squirt ketchup in the air. Yeah. Like to me, that's what like the kind of gore. In like Renfield, in like the more silly parts, yeah. like remind me yeah. that that that's what Terrifier 2 reminds me of, is just like yeah. what, like I can't handle like, like the emotions, you know what I mean? Like, like there are yeah. movies like where they just cut the Achilles heel of a guy and he can't walk yeah. and he's like crying for like 10 minutes. That's that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, oh, yeah, is, that's about, enough. Yeah. but yeah, I can yeah. watch like eye, eyeballs getting thrown in the air all day, and you know, like just stupid shit like that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's well, supposed it's like, to be dumb yeah
0: yeah i think it's like i would put renfield in the same category as like something like maybe zombie land it's just like fun yeah and, cool. and i was trying like, to find an that equivalent that's a good yeah one. yeah and it's like you know it's part of it and they're just having fun like especially i mean spoilers like the ending of the movie where they just like splat uh they destroy uh Dracula's body yeah and uh and that you know they're like well what are we gonna do now and then they just look around and then they're they're in this room with a bunch of like weapons and torture equipment yeah. like they're just like, well let's go and then like that felt very <laughs> zombie land to me where
1: you yeah. know like that's woody harrelson who i have like yeah
0: like perfect kill you oh, know man, like-,
1: like yeah man i can't believe i forgot about Zombieland until right now until you missed- <laughs> no because Zombieland was like i would say Shaun of the Dead. I don't think started the trend, but it kind of kickstarted no. it, right? Yeah. Where it's like, and Zombieland kind of perfected it. That like movie that's like silly and a parody and a satire, but still yes. plays the scary part straight. Yeah, yeah. Like how in renfield like Nicholas Cage isn't there to be Nicholas Cage. He's there to be fucking Dracula. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of yeah. like it's it's all renfield is weird because it's a silly movie, but it's also the movie that reminds me of how like scary dracula is or is supposed to be yeah it's like dracula in this movie reminds me of darth vader in rogue one where right. darth yeah. vader his presence there is to show you who the fuck he is and like yeah. nicholas Cage did that and i've actually noticed they even did like even the filmmaking techniques were like callbacks to the old styles like how when Bela lugosi was um
0: yeah
1: was dracula they would have like just the light just around his eyes And they did that for a lot of the shots. But it's weird because it's like, it wasn't super explicitly a tribute or a reference, but it's like they remade it in a way that works Mm -hmm. now. Like he's actually frightening when he's like coming out and has the lighting around his eye. It doesn't feel like a corny callback to Uh, like the old dragon. It feels like, oh shit, they took this 50, 60, 70 year old um, filmmaking technique and made it work again so it's like
0: this yeah. yeah no it's yeah no, it's just like i feel cuz like there, there are a lot of moments where they play dracula for for comedy but he's still always like so scary all the time and like the menace and just um even when he's trying to be quote unquote funny in his own way where he's like yeah, some call yeah. me the the prince of death Ooh. you yeah. know whoops <laughs> gasp you know yeah, and yeah, uh yeah. like I, I love the scene where he confronts Renfield in his apartment, and then he doesn't know what a studio apartment is. Like, you live in this this studio studio apartment. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: but, it, but, but it's, it's just, just funny because, like, like yeah. No, so. No, it's just like, and also, I I I was really impressed by the fact that Nicolas Cage just keeps the has actual fake teeth for the whole movie, and you hear him yeah. the way he like he has like a big lisp when he talks with those teeth, right? So it's yeah. like. So I, <laughs> yeah. you know and it's uh and I think it really helped for me like just to sell it because yeah. it or just yeah. like he actually commits to his craft you know I feel like there are a lot of actors that don't yeah you know they're just like I don't want to wear vampire teeth just put it in CGI like no that's more for the budget but
1: you know no, sorry, he, he's no he's old school like the thing is like in this movie like when he had scenes like that where it's like the studio studio apartment right he yeah. um there are movies where he's doing the weird things as Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. like you would expect to do it do it as Nicolas Cage as Dracula but it yeah. was almost like authentically how Dracula would say it if you knew him as a character yeah like yeah. it still felt like this is Dracula doing it and it's like I saw part of like the sorcerer's apprentice the Disney movie that had Nicolas Cage in it and it's like uh, yeah. I I think we're going to start entering an era Where this movie, as silly as it is, it's going to segue him back into doing maybe not more serious roles, but roles where he's the character. He's not just Nicolas Cage is here because it's weird. Like, he's going to go back into, like, being, like, an actor.
0: Yeah. Well, it's not like we have Nicolas Cage playing this guy and then you just see Nicolas Cage. Yeah. um, But I guess, like, I don't know. There are a lot of movies that came out that I feel like really pushed him or I guess pushed people's perspectives on him. Like, yeah. you know, um, that movie he did with the uh, parapet skull. Can't remember the, the title. Um, oh, unbearable way of massive talent. Yeah. Yeah. The one that inspired all the memes. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was just like, yeah, he's playing himself. And it was sort of like, and strangely he was more normal playing himself than in certain roles that he's done. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> Um, and I, I haven't seen like Kiss of a Vampire, but I was like, it's kind of funny that one of his earliest like movies was like a guy who thinks he's a vampire. Yeah. And then like he actually plays Dracula like 30, 40 something years later. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, I it was really, he resold it for me. And even though there are moments where I was like, yeah, this is like a Nick Cageism. Yeah. And uh, especially when he has these speeches and he's like, woo. Or he'll yeah. do uh, like you know, like uh, you know, ah, I am the victim here. You know, yeah. <laughs> he has he has yeah. this way of, I guess, like pronouncing yeah. things yeah. when he's acting. That that yeah, make him yeah. you know who he is. But it's I I yeah. don't I don't feel like it detracted from from Dracula. I felt like yeah, yeah. Dracula could sound like this and uh because yeah. he's an unhinged immortal who just drinks pe- people's blood and oh, like oh. imagine how weird you would be if you were someone like that
1: <laughs> yeah the only other actor i think that could have done dracula in this particular movie this particular way would have mm-hmm. been christopher walken
0: oh yeah like he's yeah.
1: the only other person that can yeah. that has that like weird ways and weird inflections and of reading lines but he can make it silly and he can make it straight, but it's yeah. still kind of both when he's talking, you know, like yeah. you watch something like face off and like Nicholas case, like he's like clearly hamming it up, but then there's moments where he hams it up, but it really fits the story and Christopher Walken. Yeah. Like he's, he's the only guy that can also kind of do that. Like imagine yeah. if Christopher Walken was Dracula in a movie like this, that, that fits.
0: That fits. I think it would give it a different vibe for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, Also, like, I keep remembering, like, did you ever see Sleepy Hollow with uh, Johnny Depp? uh, Oh, I didn't see that. So, like, Christopher Walken plays the Headless Horseman in that movie. So, like, for most of the movie, he doesn't have a head. So, you don't know it's Christopher Walken. Yeah. And uh, and then, like, um, at some point, or you see a flashback. And uh, he has, like, he's, like, this legendary German warrior who fought in the or, you know, War for Independence. Yeah. Um, and like, he sawed his teeth into points to scare his enemies. So he kind of looks like a vampire a little bit. So I yeah. keep, like, he, oh, like he could have been like that, but then he has that Tim Burton, like crazy haircut thing going on <laughs> that, that they always do in every single one of his movies. Yeah. And like the Johnny Depp. Yeah, the Sweeney Todd haircut. <laughs> or like the Edward Scissorhands haircut. It's always the same haircut. It's uh, his but, hair, that's why. It's his hair. <laughs>
1: that's his fucking We're trademark
0: like, oh, you give me your hair we'll put it on christopher walken and
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> his, his hair yes. looks like nightmare before yeah. christmas it's just yeah. like, <laughs> and that's
0: the only part that i've seen him in where he doesn't speak at all yeah just him being menacing and being like ah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh so like I, can, I could see him doing dracula but i feel like the the comedy would be a bit different and um uh, because, like, Nicolas Cage plays Dracula almost like a wounded lover, you know? Yeah. And I don't see Christopher Walking doing that, uh, but, well, like, especially, especially when he goes, like, you know, I am the victim and blah, 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 when he's, yeah. like, the, when he's like the, the perpetrator, right? So, right, right, yeah. So, but it's, like, uh, like he has this kind of, like, uh, prissiness to him you know that that kind of like that i don't know if uh, christopher walken would have done that
1: oh actually no you you've actually just made a good point is that nicholas cage in a lot of his roles yeah there is kind of a prissiness where it's like i'm trying to be strong but nah not really Um, whereas like christopher walken is almost like you still don't want to fuck with him as silly as he gets Still like, fuck, yeah. And I was like, okay, fuck me then, you know?
0: (laughs) 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 Well, it's like, I feel like he always kind of owns the room, uh, Chris. Yes. He's he's wherever he's in, even if he's silly, like people are like too scared to tell him he's being stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, Nicholas Cage, yeah. I mean, has that menace to him, but you can still kind of feel, I don't know what the right word is, but like yeah some vulnerability there and yeah. uh, i i kind of feel disgusted uh a little bit about dracula as a character
1: because like yeah. he
0: yeah. is this overpowered guy but he's actually this prissy uh needy yeah uh, you know bully you know
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. well that was always kind of his character too right i and know like, yeah. and it's like uh Okay, I'll I'll just say, so on Turner Classic movies, they're playing Blackula, and I was just kind of curious about it, and like, yeah, even in that movie, uh, the depiction of Dracula in the beginning is exactly what you just said. It's Mm -hmm. like Prissy, he's like, he gets gets easily offended. He's the one that, like, I can insult you, but the second you insult me back, I'm like, oh, my feelings. So, like, yeah, this is the first time I'm seeing, I'm really seeing, like, multiple interpretations of Dracula but all the same where it's like i get my feelings easily hurt because i think i'm the shit kind of thing
0: yeah yeah it's like if you disagree with me like that's not good like you have to die i will drink your blood Uh, um but i have to say like i i didn't see the i mean maybe you saw it coming but i didn't see like the gangsters ganging up with like coming together with Dracula and sort of yeah. becoming his new undead army or something. Like I didn't see that coming, but yeah. then it's like, I think I'm, I only saw it coming when uh, Ben Schwartz goes into that abandoned hospital where, where yeah. uh Dracula's staying, but yeah. it's like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just, Hmm. Like uh, I don't know. I think the the parts of the movie that I didn't enjoy, and there are very few, I mean, I enjoyed most of the movie. It's just, I think some parts maybe, like, would have been, would have felt a bit different if uh, like, casting had been different or if the writing had been different. I don't know. It's sort of like, I feel like they're trying to, um, you know, like Aquafina plays this character who's a cop and whatever. And then, yeah. like, I didn't yeah. really care about that backstory, really. I just wanted to know yeah. if Renfield would be free of Dracula. And I don't know yeah. if it's a question of writing. Yeah. Uh, but it's like I don't know. That's a part of the movie that I thought was a bit wasted.
1: Can you talk about? It. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, so yeah, so um, with like Aquafina, her role was it was necessary, but it was honestly very small. It was it was more necessary as something like a straight man for Renfield and for this yeah. whole situation to bounce off on. But she wasn't like the most, you know, exciting character to see on screen. But what I w- I will say though is that um Alcofina is kind of coming into her own a lot as an actress. Like like the farewell proved that she could kind of act. Uh Jumanji, I wasn't impressed with her until she um did her Danny DeVito impression. And it's just <laughs> kind of like she's kind of one of those people where it's like I could see her being the next kind of like face of new york kind of thing Mm -hmm. like she just does new york stuff kind of like things very well and i know she's entering into this era where she just plays a bunch of like working class maybe blue collar people and it honestly really fucking feels it it fits her a lot like Mm -hmm. i like i i was i wasn't a fan of aquafina i knew of her when she started doing a lot of like her like parody hip hop stuff on YouTube and it's weird because like I think we're around the same age and yeah this is around the age where a lot of you know people that were funky from that era are starting to kind of go into like everyday jobs and she I don't know something about her fits like she really matches a lot of like like workers that I see around my age now like she authentically fits what it is to be a blue collar worker now so I could kind of see her kind of getting more into like those kinds of roles. Like, I think she did a good job making what she could out of this role because honestly, the way it was written, there really wasn't much to do. It, re- it really wasn't like... Think,
0: yeah, well, yeah. Thing is, like I don't think it played to her strengths, I think. Yeah. You yeah. know, because it, it is a very straight part, you know, and, and uh, I feel like... You know, I'm imagining like th- your run-of-the-mill CBS police cop type, you know, no-nonsense kind of character. And th- that's, I mean, maybe that was what they were going for, but I don't feel like that is what I like associate with Awkwafina. like Yeah. Uh, but like, if this was her kind of branching out and trying something different, I think she did a good job. But, yeah. Like, uh, the writing itself, I think the, the only fun line is like, you know, um, I think, I mean, the only funny line that I can remember is, like, after the gangsters and the police, like, attack Renfield's apartment. And then it's yeah. just, like, everybody. And then he says, well, you know, uh, when people say, like, I've seen much worse, you know, that they compare everything else to, like, this will be my much worse, you know, kind of thing. And I thought it was funny. But that's the only yeah. line. I'm not saying it right, but like that was the only line that I can remember that I thought was really funny. Yeah. That that her character says. Because the rest of the time she's very focused on like, I have to stop these gangsters. They killed my dad. Uh, And uh, I'm going to get them and put them in jail and whatever. And yeah, I think like it's a different side of Aquafina, but I feel like. It may have been a bit of a boring part. I, I don't know. It's just like the, there's nothing more there.
1: there yeah, there. yeah. She's not a she. It was definitely a straight man role. She didn't have a lot to work with, and like what she brought to the role was like it was almost all you could bring to that role. If that makes yeah. any sense, like there's yeah. really there really wasn't much. And if you did any more than she did, you would have stolen the show, Probably. and. I yeah. think, like, that role, like, you couldn't steal the show at all. She's not at the level yet of an actor-actress, like like a Jeff Bridges type. How right. Jeff Bridges was hired in Dumb and Dumber to bounce off of Jim Carrey, but he was still able to make his role his own, even mm-hmm. though he was kind of hired to be kind of like the straight man a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. No, it's,
0: uh, yeah, because, like, she never really plays a straight man, right? I mean, she's yeah. always like the kooky side character or the kooky friend yeah. or the... Yeah. I keep saying kooky all the time. But,
1: but, yeah, Or stoner, but, yeah. You can say that. Or stoner friend.
0: <laughs> uh, or rapping um, Seagull. Uh,
1: <laughs> I just remember the, the movie. Mermaid. I, can't, I can't believe I actually forgot that that happened, that movie. It was the fucking Little Mermaid. Worry, I forgot
0: you're the only one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, but now that you mention it, I do remember seeing that clip going around of David Diggs and Aquafina as oh. their respective animal people. What was it like?
0: The crab? I think David Diggs played the crab and she played yeah.
1: the sea. Yeah, I just remember they were like wrapping on a bed. I didn't even know that was real. I thought that could have been like a. Was that actually in the movie?
0: I didn't see the movie, but from what I heard, it was in the movie. Oh, man. Yeah. But I it's like. Watched. I'm not in the target demographic for The Little Mermaid. Oh, you don't, but... you don't believe
1: you can be a mermaid? You, you can do no. that. You can, no. a cool. you, you can be a no. mermaid too, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> You want to be a mermaid? You want to go mermaiding? I,
0: I want to be a big mermaid, <laughs> not,
1: not a little one. Oh, you don't believe? <laughs> I believe in you, Raph. You can be a <laughs>
0: it's all about believing in yourself and
1: <laughs> yeah believe in yourself and finish the whole damn movie
0: <laughs> but there are a lot of movies that i haven't seen this year like i think after we stopped recording what we stream i kind of detoxed like uh i just yeah, didn't watch weird. a lot Yeah. Uh, but anyway like yeah i mean there, there are a lot of like they had some good a good cast of of actors in renfield but yeah, I think Aquafina was, I feel like they could have given her more to do in terms yeah. of, like, her role, but, you know, that's just my opinion. But, um, but I think, like, Renfield, but, but this is really Renfield's movie, I feel, like, yeah. I mean, it, his name isn't the title, but but yeah. it's, because uh, there are some movies, like, you know, The Dark Knight, where it's, like, you think it's a Batman movie, but actually it's a movie about the Joker, yeah. you know, and, and, like, he really steals the show.
1: And uh, but yeah, yeah. I nobody like, stole. Nobody yeah. stole Nicolas Cage from this. Just, no, yeah. nobody stole Nicolas Cage. Yeah. except for maybe the therapist. But other than that, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, Nicolas Cage is like a huge part of this movie, and and it's really, I, I really loved it. And yeah, I know that like a lot of critics, like on Run Tomatoes, for example, like they were not impressed. But I feel like, you know, if you expect to see the next Oscar-winning movie every time you look at a movie, then you'll never be happy. You know yeah. so like i feel like i looked at some of the reviews from the viewers uh on rotten tomatoes they're like yeah you know if you like campy humor like this is great you know so it's like it's not for everybody uh yeah. but i think yeah if you like uh nicholas cage and funny uh dark humor like this is the movie for you really yeah but yeah, yeah. i didn't know i feel sad now
1: why? Because you. I don't know.
0: the The episode is coming to an end. Oh uh, but... man!
1: No, I I think we need to start podcasting more again. I I honestly miss yeah. it, and I realized over time that it is, it was my relief from the week. Like, mm-hmm. it's like I it's like I have no disconnect from work when I don't mm-hmm. do so. so I, if even if we're talking about BS, like yeah. making fun of the tiger king people at the gym i am calling you out ufc gym teenage participants <laughs> but yes even if we're just talking about them that, that's what we talked about before the podcast we were just complaining yeah. about uh gym um, people king. in boy in new york so we yeah. might get into that i don't know you guys like episodes about bread and tiktoks about showers or whatever that uh, yeah yeah oh yeah yeah yeah.
0: the whole episode which uh, so so we uh, might go off the rails
1: again because you guys like that
0: (laughs) yeah i just did a whole shower episode and that was that was the highest listens we had in a while I think.
1: (laughs) yep that uh no it wasn't an episode about bread no we did have an episode where we talked a lot about bread i did talk and then you you turned that into a tiktok and that did better than
0: <laughs> I did pretty well. I mean, it wasn't the best one. It didn't the one that performed the best, but uh, it oh, was it wasn't? One of the top oh. ones. No, I mean, it, it was maybe. I mean, before, before the Mario. Um, I mean, before Peaches the Jack one. Black, uh, you know, uh, Peaches uh, yeah. TikTok, which is our like our most popular one. Yeah, um, I think the bread was maybe in like the top ten. You know, and I was talking about how I make bread, and it's more like flat bread. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's delicious. Pretty delicious, what can I say?
1: Yeah. But
0: uh yeah, I don't know people gravitate towards like weird stuff on the internet. Like I I do the same. It's just like I'll find yeah. this random. I've been getting a lot of husky uh and uh like dog shorts recently. Yeah. Even though yeah, I I love dogs and it's not that weird, but then like yeah. there's this like motivational bernese shepherd dog yeah with like uh for the best i can guess is what like a greek accent or something i don't know but yeah. uh like you over there you are my friend <laughs> and, <laughs>
1: and I love can you send this to me I i'll send it to you say,
0: and i love you and you are great and don't yeah. forget about that and then you know yeah. and i'm like okay cool <laughs> yeah
1: no i'm uh man, everything i get is like just, like, guys yelling about stuff. It could be, like, an opinion about, like, something completely nonsensical. And it's, like, I think it's affecting the way I talk. Like, mm-hmm. I think I think I come across, like, abrasive now when I'm in work mode. Because I talk like those guys. Do you believe the real estate in this market? I saw a leaf on the ground. Whoa! It's, like, I think <laughs> I'm starting to talk like that. <laughs> so that's why I'm watching uh, sitcoms now, like, Frasier. I'm, uh trying to even myself oh, you,
0: you want to talk like fraser
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know it's, it's, it's helping me cool down at the end of the day like i just started watching old episodes of fraser and then i realized oh yeah there was a new one on paramount plus mm-hmm. and the new one on paramount plus actually has nothing to do with, oh, with the old, like one? the original one this like the the new one is basically the odd couple but it's major mm-hmm. and his ha 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 snootiness and yeah. like his son that just wants to be like a regular blue collar firefighter, so really? that's the plot. Now it it could it's like a completely different show. They shouldn't even. Uh, I feel like they shouldn't have even called it Frasier, because it really has nothing to do with Frasier. It was like mm-hmm. it's like a generation gap, um, odd couple, and I think that's right. what I like a lot about it. Just it's 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 like the kind of show I was looking for for a while. I don't know. Paramount Plus honestly is kind of. Um, they're underrated to me in terms of sitcoms. Like there's no streaming service that really successfully like Peacock tried, but then their specialty ended up being like, I mean, they're with Universal. So a lot of horror stuff, a lot of WWE, um, the office all the time. That's like their one sitcom that does good all the time, but, um, they have a few original ones that it's like, I'll watch it bits and pieces, but I won't commit. But Paramount plus is like, they have the new Frasier, and you're going to hate me for saying this, but the new iCarly, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty freaking good. Like, I'm like, why is this? I was surprised. I was like, I, I went I mean, into okay. it with no okay. expectation. It's, and I was it's like, not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. And I actually never watched. Okay, not never. I saw like a few episodes. But pretty like, good. I didn't watch that much of like the Nickelodeon, like when they were kids, iCarly. Like I saw bits and pieces of it. So there was like not there was no nostalgia factor for me going into the new iCarly. But the new iCarly is literally about people that are almost in their 30s, like, oh, shit, we got to figure this out if we want to be like Internet famous, and not just get everyday jobs. And it's like, I think that's a better premise, mm-hmm. like with them as kids, it's basically Wayne's world with kids. But them as adults, the, the hook is, oh, shit, we got to make it. Because we have rent. Like, and oh, uh,
0: we actually need to have a real job. And, uh, yep. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, what's weird about iCarly is that they they had so many reruns of that show that I never realized that that cast was almost the same age as us.
1: You know, yeah. I thought they were
0: younger than us. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and I was like, oh, shit. You know, and then I remember iCarly was in um, School of Rock with Jack Black. Yep. and um, like you know I was like oh shit, we're almost the same age. And I was like yeah, was I that small? Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. I will tell you another thing that I liked that was a mm-hmm. Nickelodeon throwback and I know I'm gonna we're gonna lose a lot of our core audience with this but screw it because a lot of them left during you know one of our episodes. A lot of you guys left We need all our San Jose San Diego people back
0: yeah. but
1: I'll just admit it Zoe 102 liked it. What is I that? loved it. It's yeah. like they it's like they perfected what the kissing booth movies were trying to do almost. So, no. Zoe 101 was a show. Uh, it was like a Nickelodeon show more maybe like mid late 2000s where it was uh, Britney Spears' sister, Jamie Lynn Spears. She was like part of the first female she was like the first part of the first female students to go to an all-boys school, like an all-boys right. boarding school, which isn't far off from reality. Like that kind of Happens a lot, actually. <laughs> so yeah. it wasn't really like a like a premise that's like, whoa, what if we were magicians and superheroes? It was literally like, here's a group of girls, and they're the first girls to go to an all boy school, and that was mm-hmm. it. And I think that's what made the show work at the time is like, the premise was so simple. All you had was character, mm-hmm. like it was a very character based show. So when the new one came out, a lot of critics and a lot of like nostalgia people who really loved it at the time did not like Zoya One Hundred Two. I liked it because it was the first Mm -hmm. I would say like Friends New Girl-esque movie or show or anything that really kind of fit being a millennial now Mm -hmm. like down to the references down to you know the story of why (laughs) their old boarding school doesn't exist anymore and when they say the story I, I feel like they're taking shots at like healed college and like all these all these schools where that when when you watch the movie that's like you when they say the story of it it's the story of what happened to a lot of schools basically the past maybe 15 years or so So, but then it's like they go back to the campus and it's like it felt almost unusually really authentic for something that's obviously like a nostalgic cash grab right and like even the songs they use they brought back um Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I haven't heard this song in a long time. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah. It's like when I listen to Limp Biscuit now and I get into it. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm old. So it's like <laughs> but it, it's like I'm I'm enjoying the um it's like there's a lot of good comedies I'm noticing that are coming out that are more just kind of on the back burner. And those are the, ki- I'm, I'm seeking those kinds of shows now just because, like, you know, saturation is everything, right? Over saturation. And we're almost, like, overly saturated with, like, CGI, high blockbuster, high budget, mm-hmm. like, you know, just, like, movies that feel like they're trying to do everything at the same time. Like, right, they're right. trying to, like, get the epic side and the, I'm sorry to say, like, the diversity side and the and uh, the the like cameos it's like they're trying to do everything at once and then there you have these smaller shows like like Chucky I don't know why I freaking like this show it's like it's it's basically at the core of the story are like gay teenagers trying to figure themselves, themselves out mm-hmm. and then the the hook I know I complain about hooks but the big hook is they also need to go stop Chucky from killing yeah. people right but mm-hmm. it's like done in such a way that's like It's almost like a fuck you to the way things are done now, but it also is one of those things. Like, it feels almost like this quirky little indie low budget thing, even though it's based on, like, you know, this franchise, which, to me, I I don't think ever really got super big. It was always this middle point between something as big as Jason and something as niche as, like, Hellraiser. Like, Chucky always played in, like, this middle ground. And it's... um it's just this like silly kind of off the cuff show It remind it's like, it's a lot like Renfield. And Mm -hmm. I think uh, like in terms of comfort shows, it's like at the end of the day, you could be about anything, but it's character that sucks me in every time. And it's fun going back to like certain shows and watching the characters interact when you know it was well-written and you, I'm only now realizing how well-written some of those shows are. Like, how good shows are when you pay the writers right, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well. So I don't know. Uh,
0: no, I mean, like, I haven't seen Zoe 102. Like, my my big guilty pleasure... I wouldn't call it a guilty pleasure, but my big find this year was Bob Hart's Abishola, and I'd be, I was watching a lot of that. I think it was on, on, uh, Paramount, oh, it's Plus. on Paramount+.
1: Plus. Yeah, I'm going to go find it. And
0: um, it, like... I mean, it's about this guy who has, um, like, a stroke or heart attack and then he falls in love with his nurse. Yeah. And the whole thing is about, like, how this American guy is trying to have a relationship with with a Nigerian uh, immigrant, essentially. And it's just like, you know, there's all these, like, lost in translation moments because the cultures are different. Yeah. Uh, but you also get like a lot of stuff about like bob the the guy like he had a heart attack because he works too much at yeah. his uh because like he inherited his dad's sock factory and he couldn't live uh, his dream of becoming a uh, like a newscaster like a sportscaster
1: yeah so
0: there's a lot of that as well and things he so like they they talk about you know like what the immigrant Im- immigrant uh the immigrant experiences and and I think it's in detroit michigan so it's like uh but in the u.s let's say and but also talks about like families um so i don't know i just gravitated toward that and i had seen it because i remember the guy who plays bob he was in another tv show with um uh i can't remember what the name was yeah. it was with most oh. Melissa McCarthy?
1: Was that her name? Oh yeah, no, it was uh Michael Molly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mike and Molly. So because so- I'm um, yeah. I'm looking at it um, now and it's not on Paramount Plus. It's, oh, it's, only, on, oh, it's only, on only on HBO Max. I'm kind of surprised. But it's on CBS. Yeah. Or Max. Sorry. Max. Max. <laughs> but
0: um yeah, I, okay, so it's on Max, but they they used to have it on Paramount Plus at one point. But like they keep moving TV shows nowadays I feel like uh Max started doing it with Netflix and I feel like a lot, a lot of other streamers are starting to share their their IP so yeah. they're just like okay like you have this and I'll have that and like uh but yeah but yeah that's been my guilty pleasure and then recently I started watching Invasion on uh on Apple TV plus yeah and uh it's probably the best sci-fi like alien invasion tv show i've ever seen and it's yeah. really good and it's uh cuz like i feel like apple tv plus even though i'm not like the biggest cheerleader for that for having like 10,000 different streaming platforms yeah but um, uh like that has solid like sci-fi tv shows like solid yeah a bit like, you know, Peacock has a lot of horror stuff and Paramount has, like, all the the, sh- the Sherry-verse, as I like to call it, like the Taylor, Taylor Sheridan-verse. Oh, <laughs> the, the Sheridan-verse.
1: Verse. Is it, the it Sheridan all connected? Verse. I don't even know if it's all connected. I don't know yeah. if
0: it's connected, but, like, it's always the same vibe. So you have Tulsa King that I yeah. really enjoyed. Um, <laughs> I, mean, the I, last I, I one I haven't I, seen. The, the one with uh, Zoe Saldana, I haven't seen.
1: Yeah, I love the uh, Tulsa King because oh, I saw the first episode of Special Ops. Line is I, I think I got to continue it because it just they kind of just throw you into it. But it's like um, I really liked uh, <laughs> the first episode of Tulsa King because so so Stone is basically like I'm gonna help you. No, we don't need help. I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna yeah. punch you <laughs> so you can let me help you. Basically, yeah. And I was like, this yeah. is the greatest,
0: <laughs> the greatest thing ever. Thank you, thank you, Sly. <laughs>
1: Who also has a documentary coming coming out. We'll talk about that another time. He's why like, have, he's like, like,
0: did, Why do they all have documentaries? Like Beckham has his documentary. Now there's like a documentary about like a guy who used to be on the same football team as David Beckham. It's just like, I don't know.
1: I, I like that they're doing the Sylvester Stallone one because like I always notice the difference between Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Sylvester Stallone. Well, Sylvester Stallone was more of like the artist he, mm-hmm. who just happens to be super in shape. Yeah. and like arnold was arnold is clearly like I, I i i do it with the lady and then i make movie and oh like awesome and I then like the first alone is like <laughs> you know i look at this guy and i wonder what's what's the meaning of life sometimes it's just paint and it's just yeah. it, i think sometimes because even when he talked about rocky is it like it's about fighting through life so i thought a fighter yeah so it's like, it's like he's the more like artsy, thinky,
0: yeah, stinky. yeah, yeah, he's the more artsy, uh, like hunk, uh, yes. <laughs> or, or, Hulk, or 1980s Hulk, uh, yeah. but it's like, uh, but yeah, I didn't, yeah, because like, I don't know, I feel like I always kind of underestimate Sylvester Stallone, and then I'll watch like Tulsa King and I'll be like, wow, this is amazing, and then I'll watch The Expendables and I'll be like, eh. um, <laughs> oh
1: man. It's oh, like, not as good
0: as John Wick, not as just, good as Fast and Furious. <laughs>
1: when I just need noise, I expendables just always works for me. When I just need <laughs> it's like, really,
0: no, it's literally that it's all noise. Like, you know, yeah. I was watching it, and then I think I watched the first one and the second one in the microphone. Like, is it the same movie? It's like, no, it's like number two. It's like, what is yeah. like, all you yeah. hear is, is bullet, uh, bullets flying here, and yeah. Country. It's like that's all it is. Explosions. Because cool guys don't look at explosions. And we
1: will end on that. Shout out to Andy (laughs) Sandberg. Shout out for Andy
0: Sandberg. Uh, The lonely the lonely island, I
1: think that was called. But yeah. So So, uh, where can we be found? We don't know yet. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know yet, but
0: uh (laughs) you can find us on uh mainstream podcasting platforms and uh we're still figuring out the the other details but uh keep listening if you like this and uh give us a nice rating because yeah. like hey it helps us out and um yeah we'll see if we start a patreon or something i don't know yeah. just
1: yeah uh, and if um if we do get around one way or another to like making an episode next week or so uh, this is the first time saying it um I want to do it on Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay. If you if you know how big that franchise is, if you're like not our age because we're old ass people at this point, mm-hmm. it, it, that it's a it's a big franchise. It's actually on track. It, it's going to be on Peacock and theaters at the same time, mm-hmm. and it's still on track to like beating a majority of the movies that came out this year, like even the blockbuster <laughs> movies, especially the horror movies. It's on a track to yeah. be, beating saw. 10 i think like yeah. in the box office
0: i have to say like who still watches songs
1: <laughs> yeah and that too so. <laughs> uh, but anyway I, know, I never
0: i never like them i know some people like them but you know it's something yeah to. anyway uh thank you for listening and uh as always peace,
1: peace.